Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Yo, 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 what's going on, Packer fans? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the bod- podcast for diehard Packer fans by <laughs> diehard Packer fans. The bod. <laughs> the dad bodcast. <laughs> yep, that's what we are here. Um, I am the, the wonderful host who has a hard time talking sometimes. <laughs> Um, I am Trevor. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. I am joined, as always, with my two good buddies, even though one of them is a dick and doesn't let me live down anything. Scott, the vanilla <laughs> yeah, yeah, gorilla. Um, <laughs> and Tyler, a.k.a. T Plush. You can find Scott on Twitter at Vanilla7Gorilla. You can find Tyler on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. So before we get to Packers talk, um, just want to remind you that we do have our website up and running, www.wiscosportstrilogy.com. Tyler has been doing a fabulous job putting up blog posts. Scott and I <laughs> struggling a little bit. We'll get there, we promise. <laughs> um, the only other thing is make sure when you're searching our podcast on your podcasting platforms that you're searching for um team name so packers bucks or brewers trilogy podcast um and then you'll be able to find them there but for this week for the packers we are going to talk about the article that came out on nfl.com from mike silver and just talk about kind of what we thought of it and um how much it means for this team and kind of what's going on in the locker room. And then we are going to talk about what an awful time of year for in the NFL season this is. Um, Mini camp's over. Training camp hasn't started. Basketball's over. The only thing going on is baseball. I mean, I love the Brewers as much as the next guy, but there's just nothing, nothing going on in the sports world. It's rough. Women's soccer, bruh. You're right. And they're they're killing it. They are killing it. USA. USA. <laughs> I'm still not 100% sure Scott likes America after last week's conversation. He but. wanted to change our song. Yeah, of course he loves America. <laughs> trying to... It's already great. I'm just trying to make it even better. <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit about that Mike Silver article uh, from M- NFL.com. So if you haven't read it, it's not quite as 
big of a bombshell as that Bleacher Report article earlier in the offseason. Um, but just kind of going through, uh, he basically lays out that there's some... Not It doesn't really seem to me that there's a lot of friction right now, but it he kind of lays out the potential for friction to come on um, with LaFleur and Rodgers and that there could be some issues coming up. Um, but I think it's a process of figuring out the offense as a whole, make sure Rodgers knows the offense like the back of his hand, make sure... And the more important part to me is making sure the rest of the team, the rest of the offense is understanding the offense because even if Rodgers gets it, um, if the rest of the team doesn't, he shouldn't be going up there willy-nilly changing plays and doing different things like that. Everyone has to understand the system, get into the system, and then from there you can kind of branch off and do more at the line of scrimmage. Um, But that seems to be the biggest thing is Rodgers was kind of hesitant and confused why he wasn't getting the same like um, opportunities at the line of scrimmage to play or to do different things. Um, I just think it's a bit early in the process. But what do you guys think of the article? And I know there is a lot more to it, but um, what other thoughts did you guys have on the article? Yeah, I thought it was extremely informative. Uh, I mean, really on how the offense is going to work. Um, you kind of touched on some of the few points already. Um, but, you know, I don't know how all the other offense in the league work, but it sounds like Rodgers gets, gets like two play calls, and then there are certain things he's going to have to lower, and then he has to identify the correct play to run based off what he sees. Um, so, I mean, in my mind, like when I was heard about the article and, you know, I was talking about how Rodgers isn't going to have, you know, any say in, you know, audibles or whatever i mean well he does get to say he's got to make the right reads to first off choose the correct play um because you know with the floor's offense there's motion going on um plays kind of build off one another you know you call or run a certain play based off what you ran last time and what kind of look they gave you and it challenges the defense to be disciplined um so i mean i kind of viewed that in my mind as like isn't that a freedom at the line um I guess I could be wrong on that. That's just my take. Um, but then I think the other thing to look at, too, is Matt LaFleur. He did come out and quote in the article and say, you know, I've never had a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. You know, he said when he was working with Matt Ryan, you know, it took a year of working together to make it our offense in Atlanta, but they figured it out. Um, you know, everybody figured out, um, you know, what details to look at, what plays work best, what one another's thinking. Um, so... I mean, hey, you know, maybe if the offense does struggle um, in the first year, which I don't think it will, um, you know, in an offense like this, there is hope that that second year you've really learned you can branch off your mistakes from the first year. Uh, So I think my takeaway from this article is a few things. Um, First off, Rodgers keeps saying he's very excited for the offense. Uh, he thinks it's going to be great with the pieces that they have, which is good to hear. Um, I think it highlighted what a tricky situation LaFleur is in. Um, I say that because he's a rookie coach, 
instilling a new offense um, with an established star. So if they are having slight disagreements, you got to think he's he he needs to handle it particularly well because he's either got to set the tone early or if he's a little lax, uh, Rodgers is going to go all over that. Um, he's I think he's going to take advantage of that. That could be for better or worse. I don't know. But uh, if he if he gives Rodgers any ground uh, to start, I think that makes him lose some credibility. Um, and I, I, again, I'm not saying that's like a, a really bad thing or a, a good thing. But again, you have a rookie quarter, uh, rookie coach working with an established quarterback who's set in his ways, like Rogers said in the article, and it's going to be tough to get out of that. So I think it's up to LaFleur to kind of keep on him, and he can't be scared to do that. I think it would be good for both sides if he is on that. Like, Aaron, like, that's not how we do it anymore. Um, we That's not our system anymore. We, we run things like this. Uh, I think he should give... Rogers some leeway in audible situations um like like the article said again he really knows what he's talking about he's been there a lot he knows what he's doing um but uh, yeah it's just kind of a gonna be a fine line for Lafleur to walk I think yeah I think you both bring up some pretty good points um I think for me the whole Rogers Lafleur relationship, um, it really can't be judged in minicamp um, because there's just so much that's going on. They're installing a completely new offense, um, so yeah, Rogers isn't gonna have the same freedom because no one knows the offense. Like I said earlier, like the whole team has to figure it out, put in the system, and I think the biggest thing is at least to start that he, Matt LaFleur needs to get Aaron Rodgers completely bought in. And it sounds like Rodgers is. Rodgers knows yeah. what this offense can do. Um, he's seen it work multiple times. Hopefully we can see it work in this first year. But there's plenty of examples out there, um, whether it's Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco, even though that's not really considered like a high-profile offense. But... He, I mean, uh, Greg or Kittle um, put up some amazing numbers with pretty much third, fourth string quarterbacks this year, um, which is unbelievable. So that's got to be exciting for our third round pick, even Jimmy Graham. I think that's exciting for the tight end position. Um, but then going back to Atlanta, they had a great offense. Sean McVay's offense in L.A. is great. So there's plenty of track record there. So I think Aaron Rodgers just needs to go with the system to start. Um, and he might not get that same freedom at the line of scrimmage to start out. But they need to build that system. They need to get that system in place before there's a lot more of that kind of off-script stuff and changing things at the line of scrimmage. But I do think, which is really exciting, one of the pieces that was brought up in here is that Aaron Rodgers can still go off script after the play has started. Um, so one of the quotes was, 
that um, the play call in the red zone, it was a touchdown from Rodgers to Jimmy Graham. The play call was not how the play actually finished. Um, but LaFleur said, I'll quote it here. Um, he said, that's red zone football, right? He made a hell of a throw, great anticipation, and Jimmy went up and got it. It was off schedule because the because the play was blanketed, and thankfully the pass protection was on point. It was just two guys making a play, making you look as good as possible as the coach because it sure wasn't the play call's responsibility. So, obviously, um, LaFleur's offense and his play calling has to be an asset of this team, but the fact that if you're in the red zone and you have Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Graham or Devontae Adams or MVS or name any one of the weapons, Aaron Jones, um, just go out there and make football plays. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot the most important one, Jake Kumaro as well. Um, there you go. <laughs> I think in this offense and not having to do those go create a play nearly as often as they have had to do in the previous years, I think is just going to be huge. But this offense is still capable of it, which is super, super exciting. Um, so do you, did you guys have any other quotes that you wanted to bring up from this article? Are you, or if you don't, where do you guys kind of stand? Are you worried about the relationship more now, less now about the same? What are you guys thinking? Uh, well, one quote I would like to bring up is towards the end of the article, Rogers says, you know, I won't call checks just to call checks. You know, any check I've ever made is about getting us in the best, best place scenario. I mean, you know, Rogers is the bad guy, you know, in all these articles or situations when it comes to talking about how the offense is going to work. Um, but, you know, I think it's important we keep in mind he wants to win. I mean, he's not, you know, when – McCarthy was here he wasn't out there you know changing plays or changing routes you know just to spite Mike McCarthy or try and get him fired like he's a competitor he wants to win um so I think it's good to keep that in mind as well um but you know I'm kind of bored with you it's it's too early to uh you know gauge where they're at in terms of their relationship I mean we talked about it last week LaFour likes dad jokes um and Aaron Rodgers isn't a dad joke kind of person so personality wise they're you know a little different but um doesn't mean they can't get along um in the business side of things and win some football games yeah one one more feeling i got from this was that there's not going to be complacency this year um I think that's kind of what we fell into the last couple of years as the Packers with McCarthy. And, um, I mean, you could really tell with uh, Rodgers throwing the ball away as much as he did last year. Uh, granted, part of that was due to our receivers getting open. But um, I, I think that LaFleur is expecting a lot out of these guys, especially on offense, because that's where our bread and butter is. Uh, but I think that... Like with Rodgers and the rest of the guys buying in, they're not going to get complacent with that. Uh, I mean, as long as it starts working out and they keep buying in, but um, it it sounds like they're ready to 
step up their game across the board, which is exciting to hear. Um, uh, sometimes that's what it takes is a big shakeup, uh, and that's what the Packers did. And uh, it seems like, at least so far, um, everyone's responding well to that, which is good to hear. I, I would agree with you guys. I think I think as much as I'm struggling to come up with new stuff to talk about, I think NFL national media is struggling too, so they got to come up with some articles to get them themselves clicks and stuff. So I, at the core, I think that's what this is. I don't think there's a lot of concern yet. Um, like I said earlier, though, I think there could be a little bit of potential um, but if Rogers buys in early and it works early, um, I think this is just going to be brushed over and we're going to forget about this in a couple months. Um, all right. So we will finish talking about that article there. Um, and we'll kind of move into just me kind of ranting about the off season, the NFL off season. It's kind of stupid, okay? So, February, the Super Bowl happens. And then I have to wait till April to get a freaking draft. Granted, there is free agency before that um, in March. But, so you have the free agency in March and mid-March-ish. And then, end of April, you get the draft. And then you have to wait till July to get actual training camp. Now they had those OTAs and mini camp and stuff before that, but uh, it's just so long and boring. And there's nothing football to talk about, or at least not a ton of football to talk about. And then, I mean, the Bucks season ended what a month ago? Month, yeah, about a month ago, and free agency is right around the corner and the draft already happened and uh, it's just it's the NFL offseason just sucks I mean from an NFL yeah. standpoint don't you yeah, guys it agree sucks. for us baseball Absolutely. fans it's great <laughs> um, but you know the other day I think it was finally because we got a taste of summer here I, you know I've caught my first real whiff of man I just absolutely can't wait for football to be back um you know that was starting to get that little feel of it in the air and i was like oh you know it's it's one of the most exciting times of the year when players start coming back um seeing what they're doing how everybody changed in the off season and preseason football is you know it's the start of a long journey for all the teams <laughs> so it's just you know we got to endure this long part the in-between the void we'll call it I, I get what you're saying, but it's still too long. <laughs> yeah, it's so long. I I wonder, because they're even talking about making it even longer if they reduce the amount of That's playoff point. or preseason games. <laughs> uh, would, it, would, would they make, like, the training camp part of it shorter, though, or would it just be, like, you would get an extra week of training camp and one less game early on. Do you know? I, I don't know. I thought they were just talking about reducing it from four games to either three, or I thought I had heard two for a while there. 
stop. Don't but, don't I mean, I'm don't a, take my football away from me, NFL. Either way, it's training camp versus watching football games. Granted, preseason football games aren't the most exciting to watch, but it's better than not being able to watch training camp <laughs> unless you go up there. I d- I do want to head up to at least one tra- training camp practice this year. Yeah, me too. I mean, now that we're like official reporters, I think we need to. True. True. Can we bring beer? That, we'll that, probably that get help. Uh, interview <laughs> access. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yep, and then I exactly. and then we would all obviously challenge Bakhtiari to a chugging contest, <laughs> so that would be fun. I'll challenge Rogers. I have a better shot there. Uh, all right. Um. So we will let. I you... wonder though, like, it's it, all right. This might sound completely stupid, or I might just be a total genius. Like, what if they talked about moving two of those preseason games to, like, around now? Like, is that totally stupid, or is is having like a summer preseason type thing? kind of a solid idea you break up those games it's less all at once uh you get to see where pieces are fitting before you need to make those initial cuts you can sit whoever the hell you want like rogers probably wouldn't play but i don't know it seems kind of interesting that that's actually kind of interesting um i don't know if it could be like now but i don't know maybe you Maybe you have, and I don't remember exactly when training camp starts, but maybe you have a week of training camp, have a couple games, then you have a couple weeks of training camp, and then you have two more games at the end. I think that would, I actually kind of like that. Then it gives your coaching staff kind of time to figure out where everyone is and um, figure out kind of what you need to change or personnel-wise specifically. You don't give away a lot in preseason games in terms of scheme and stuff, but I think personnel-wise, that could actually be really helpful, and then then you're able to get practice time in more for the players that have performed so far in the preseason, then you can kind of test them with the starters or the number ones. Yeah, I think that's actually really interesting. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You should write a letter. For commissioner. <laughs> I expect your vote. You can... <laughs> <laughs> Not going to let you live that down. <laughs> Uh, Shut up. <laughs> yep. Go go listen to the Bucks podcast if you want to know what that's all about. Um. So, I mean, I brought up this whole off season stuff just to preface this next segment that we're gonna do, um, because honestly, I have a lot of stuff that I like to talk about, but I feel like it's the same th- stuff, so I don't want to keep talking about the same things over and over and over again. Um, but eventually, we will get some new news once training camp starts, and there will be different things happening, um, and we'll hear different stuff come out of that, obviously. But just as some like quick tidbits of information that we're going to talk about, I went to good old Twitter and searched Packers and kind of just looked at tweets that use the word Packers in it. Um, and this one came out a couple, uh, a few days ago. 
And it was that Marquez, Marquez Valdez-Scantling posted the third best separation rate in the NFL last year um, and really could spring out in, in year two. Uh, Pro Football Focus tweeted that, and his separation rate was 70.3%. Um, so 70 0.3% of targets that he had, he had at least one step of se- separation on the on the defender, which is crazy and it really like nails home the point of why he is wide receiver 2 right now. Cuz you give Aaron Rodgers a guy downfield 20, 30, 40 yards downfield that has a step of separation 70% of the time. That's kind of interesting. Um, it seemed sounds like, like a lot of big you know, plays Why didn't he get the ball more last year? That is my question. Because it seemed like when he came on last year, the first couple games, yeah, he got the ball a lot. And then after that, it's like, oh, teams were ready for him this time. And he'd have like one catch games, <laughs> which makes no sense then. Well, I think the like thing to think about here is these are on targets. So not every route run, it's just on targets. Um, so when he's getting the ball thrown gotcha. to him, he's open 70% of the time is how I read that. Um, but even still, third best in the league, yes, he probably should have had more targets and more yards and receptions and hopefully all that, that well. transi- transitions into this year then because <laughs> we'll need him to <laughs> yeah for sure scott do you have anything what's kumaro's separation rate scott <laughs> no no it's exciting <laughs> off the charts <laughs> a lot I don't think he's as much as of a separator as a route runner. <laughs> All right. Um, so did you have anything on that, Scott? Or no, no, okay. no. I'm uh, yeah. I'm kind of. I think we've talked about the wide receivers a lot. So I mean that's. Just adding to our case for Valdez Scantling. For sure. Um, The next really interesting thing I saw was actually a video from Coach Brandon Jordan. Um, But he tweeted out a video, and the caption was, Six foot four, 277 pounds. Who do you know? is moving like this and that is the Packers first round pick Rashawn Gary and he posted this workout of Rashawn Gary doing different footwork stuff in the sand and like speed around the corner and different drills like that and it is insane what he did um it is retweeted on our podcast twitter if you want to go look at it it's just insane how fast he's moving, and he's in sand on top of it. And at 277 pounds, a human should not move that fast. Um, just, I mean, it's a lot more of, you know, we drafted him for his athletic potential, but it, it's still exciting to see some of the stuff that he's doing, um, even though it's not really on the football field yet. But I do feel like we're going to get some 
some exciting things happen his rookie year being in the platoon that he's in with the rest of those edge rushers. Yeah. Um, do you guys have anything on that? <laughs> I can barely even walk in the sand, man. That's impressive. Watching that video, I went and looked that up. That's crazy, dude. I mean, athleticism alone is going to help you make a ton of plays. I mean, is as long as you're that superior athletically, um, yeah, you're going to get shit done. And all the IQ knowledge stuff, that's going to grow. Uh, and obviously more attention is going to be given to yeah, other it guys. It gave me a uh, glimmer of excitement It's there. just getting me more excited. <laughs> uh, s- still meh on our first round pick, but uh, that video is, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy stuff that he's doing. <laughs> Uh, so I would definitely check it out if you're listening to this. <laughs> There's always got to be one. Oh, fuck you, Tyler, and your negativity. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. No, no, there doesn't, because it is June 23rd as we're recording this, and I just need I can some, give positive you some positive football, football in my talk life, if you and want. you just go shoot it down. tell you how Rodgers is going to throw for... 45 touchdowns this year and you know the defense is going to be top five but that's best i got (laughs) (laughs) well all right let's let's not get crazy (laughs) (laughs) i would love that but i do think rashawn gary is gonna have an impact on this team and and I think it's going to happen this year and next year and the following year. He's going to be all right. You just need to stop being so negative, Tyler. All right. In, in no way am I saying that this is who he's going to turn into, but I, I see his rookie season as being kind of like Giannis, where he's going to get spot minutes. Um, he's not going to produce very much. But he's going to have plays here and there that are going to be like, oh, shit, this guy can be good. Okay. I, that, I'd that i be okay with that. Um, so we have one more thing to talk about. And I know you guys brought it up when I was asking for some Packers topics, and that is the headshot Aaron Rodgers gave this year. Um, so I'm just going to let you guys talk about this um if you haven't uh, seen it yeah. make sure you go check out this picture that we're talking i was about. gonna say it's obviously the creepy yeah, pedophile that... mustache look go, Tyler. <laughs> that he has um and my f- only question is why does he keep doing this like i understand you're the greatest quarterback to walk this earth but uh it's such a terrible look um I know Scott mentioned there were some good memes going on about it, but <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got to change it up a little. Like I don't know, <sighs> something else. He needs yeah. new facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the the one caption that got my attention is Aaron <laughs> Rodgers' his new headshot makes you think he knows how to chug a beer. <laughs> hey well who knows i mean it's Maybe, impressive uh, that she Danica lets him do that mustache. so 
Maybe that's good. <laughs> yeah, she's a country girl. He's just she missing the that. cowboy hat. <laughs> that's all he needs. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he probably had one. And they made him take it off. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I think it it is kind of surprising that he keeps doing it, but at this point he like he has to keep doing it. And if you look at the picture, it it looks like he's trying really hard not to smile because he knows how ridiculous it is. <laughs> yeah, he definitely does. He knows that it's perfect for all his photo bombs. Yeah, true. Very true. You know what you probably uh, can't see in that picture? Uh, do you guys have anything going else? Going all country. He's probably wearing like a pair of asses For... chaps or something too. <laughs> that would be the icing on the cake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One thing is he looks like he's got horrible posture too. Like he looks like he's slouching so bad. It's like a perfect <laughs> triangle from his neck to his shoulders. Nope. Like, unless his traps are that big, which, I mean, I guess they could be. <laughs> Dude, that's how big my traps are. Yeah. Yep. He just doesn't look like a professional <laughs> athlete. You know, I... I didn't click on the full image before, and I definitely see what you're talking about. It does look like he like is not sitting straight up for this picture or standing right. or whatever. It's horrible. <laughs> uh, professional athlete, not in good posture. <laughs> I mean, I feel like but... I should be a professional athlete based on my posture, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. We never mentioned uh, Brett Favre this episode. Oh yes, Brett Favre. He's been in the news quite a bit. I mean, today he had that big thing where he surprised the super fan at that golf outing and almost accidentally stole her baby. Um, <laughs> you got him giving his two cents on Lafleur Rogers, saying that Lafleur needs to basically give Rogers control and let him be himself. Um, but I think the big thing was his uh, Instagram post where he let on that he was going to come back next season. He, he did go on the record right after that like saying that's the last thing he wanted, but maybe somebody, maybe somebody hacked his account. I don't know. <laughs> 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 the reporter that they never go away dick pics to getting revenge <laughs> uh, God, I always forget that he did that shit it pisses me off <laughs> alright is that is that it for that's a good Packers note to end on news segment <laughs> via twitter Yes. Yeah, Brett, Brett Favre's dick pics. That's what we're going to end on this week. Um, again, if you haven't seen them, Google them. <laughs> Make sure you guys are checking out the website. Um, 
Again, Tyler's doing some good series reviews and different things for the Brewers. Scott and I will get blog posts up for the Bucks and Packers soon as well. And if you guys want to write, if you got some things about the Bucks, you know, upcoming free agency or what they did or didn't do in the draft or anything about the Packers um, going into training camp this year, make sure you guys hit us up on on Twitter, on Facebook. Just get a hold of us, and we'll kind of get you started, and 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 then your stuff will be up on our website, and then you can share with your friends and everything. Um, other than that, make sure you're still searching for us correctly on your podcasting platform. Um, so searching your team name and then Trilogy Podcast after that, so we can you can get to the right one. Um, and yeah, that'll be it for go us this pack. week. Go pack, go. Bye-bye.